Batman universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Batman Universe podcast. We, first of all, want to apologize for not getting you a show last week. Turns out that uh, Andy, Jamie, and myself, we were all out of town on vacation, so we apologize for not getting you that week's news. And somebody still is on vacation. I just want to point out (laughs) that two of us came back to work, and the third has not. Yeah, so you'll notice that it's just Andy and I today uh, giving you guys the latest in Batman news. Without Jamie, uh, the energy level may, it's gonna be a little quieter. May go maybe. down. A, you, can, a you can turn up the volume. I think <laughs> <laughs> we give Jamie a lot of crap for being loud and. Well, he's exuberant, he and we is. like it. He we brings, love it. He he brings a lot of humor and fun to the show. So uh, we'll try and keep the energy up, but uh, uh, have a good conversation about what's happening in the universe of Batman this week. Um, so I think, why don't we start with, as always, we tend with to start movies. with the movies. Yeah, Batman v Superman continues to shoot. Uh, one thing, it's not on here, yeah. I'm going to bring it up, because we talked about it a couple shows ago. Okay. I, I threw out the, you know, just me being crazy about, they're still shooting. Right. They keep shooting. Okay. How long is this movie? Are, are they really just shooting one movie? Well, they announced that now they're going to Chicago to continue to shoot in November. So they, there is no end in sight to this shoot. I just want to point yeah. it out. No, I, there I, is something, something squirrely going on in Detroit. It is an incredibly long shoot, and as soon as they announced that they were going to Chicago, I immediately thought of you and and what you had said about about Justice League potentially being attached to this or whatever other film, you know, right. whatever else they're doing, whether it's something with Wonder Woman or whatever. Um, yeah, there's there seems to be a lot of a lot of photography happening, right? Yeah, and even if they're not like fully shooting Justice League, yeah. maybe they're just shooting some Batman Justice League some stuff chunks, since yeah. since Ben's schedule is probably crazier than some of the other folks. Yeah. I don't know, like maybe they're just shooting where they can, but it's just still going. So is Chicago going to double as Metropolis? I don't know. That's a good question. Because Detroit has been Gotham, right? Right. We've seen the right. bank and we've seen some of the rubble and things like that. Um, so what is Chicago? That's that's my question. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe Metropolis. Um, I mean, it's been Gotham before, ironically. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> They're just switching it out yeah. on us. This year, it's it's going to be Metropolis. Who knows? But, but we, we want to point out that not every little piece of spy <laughs> photo or footage... Uh, something we're going to talk about. I mean, I know there were the, you know, spoiler alert, um, the Superman protesters. Ah, yes, yes. And yeah. I didn't include that in the show notes because it felt a little spoilery. Um, but you just brought it up I said, anyway. No, I said, I said spoiler alert <laughs> I know. ahead of time. So anyone who wanted still, to jump could still jump. out there. It's out there. But, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many spy picks now. And you can't run with all of them right it gets and that's a, okay yeah it gets to a point where you know we're not gonna talk about everything but like oh big, oh oh but big stuff big big things uh Henry Cavill out there shooting dressed as Clark Kent again still looks like Clark Kent that is still awesome looks. Uh. he's got glasses <laughs> he's got a little bag he's got a cool shirt Clark Kent. He's wearing his Smallville flannel. He is. That a boy. So there you go. Breaking news. So in news that is not breaking and may not even be news at all, uh, there's been some discussion this week. Now, we've talked about this before. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Jenna Malone. Here's... Okay, yeah, here's what's interesting is we talked about it like on one of our first shows that we did with this. Right. And we, we had fun being like, why is she on set? Ha, 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 ha. 
And I really thought that would be the end of it. Not the end of it. Not the end of it. She tweeted a picture of herself uh, with her hair cut much shorter, uh, about, you know, about jawline length, and it's dyed a bright orange, orange red, reddish color. Yeah. Which is leading many to believe or speculate that she may indeed, after all, be playing Carrie Kelly. Wow. That's crazy. Now, here's what I think about that. All right. What do you think, Brian? <laughs> I think it's entirely possible she's playing Carrie Kelly. Um, we know Zack Snyder loves The Dark Knight Returns. We know this movie is in many ways an homage to The Dark Knight Returns. Right. We, we've seen that over and over again, at least from the images and, and photos and the Comic-Con footage and things like that. We know there, you know that he's always wanted to make The Dark Knight Returns. So it would not surprise me... To see Carrie Kelly in this movie in right. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, it would surprise me, however, to see her as Robin. Okay. Yeah. That and makes sense. So, Carrie Kelly, yes. Robin, I'd be surprised. It's not impossible. Right. If, if we do get her as Robin, I I do hope there is a nod to Robin's past. To, Absolutely. To Dick Grayson, at the very least. And, and here's what I'm going to say about it. Okay. If she is truly playing Carrie Kelly, number one... I'm all for it. She's great. She's a great little actress. Sure. Yeah. I, I think she used the highlight of Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Uh-huh. She was fantastic in Hunger Games. I'm yeah. good with that. She's got a little sass to she her. Does. She's, she does. She does. She's got a great attitude. Uh-huh. She's got talent. I like her. Um, if she is playing Carrie Kelly, you better put her in that Robin suit. That's how I feel. Oh, okay. That's how I feel. Okay. You know, you, you're going with Carrie Kelly. Yeah. Go all the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. I would just be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I actually would would I, I'd be interested in seeing that because we both love Robin, right? right? We I, do. I, we've loved every iteration of Robin, you know, in, in the comics, right? And <laughs> <laughs> um, now that and that brings up you know kind of Robin in cinematic history, right? We've seen yeah. a few different takes on Robin, uh, even going back to the to the '40s serials, right? So we we had Douglas Croft who played. The first Robin in the 1943 serial, uh, and then Johnny Duncan played him in Batman and Robin in 1949, and then of course everybody knows Burt Ward and, and Chris O'Donnell, right? Um, who both played Dick Grayson, and well, actually they all played Dick Grayson. Yeah, um, and, and something that we, you and I, have discussed, I think, ever since we became friends, is just how much we both want to see Robin's story portrayed with the respect it deserves on film. Yeah. That's something that we both have been banging the drum for as, as long as I've known you. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing it as long as I've known me. So there you go. <laughs> That's a long time. It really, 36 <laughs> miserable years. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it'll be so interesting, though, that if the first Robin we get in yeah. this new DC Cinematic Universe is the Carrie Kelly version. Right. You know, it's crazy. And to that's think, why like, I would be surprised. Yeah. But you're right. If, if they do go that route... And and acknowledge that there have been other Robins in the past. Yeah. I'm good with that because my hope, my pie in the sky dream is that when we get that solo Batman movie, it does explore the relationship between Batman and Robin. Right. It's well, through flashbacks and flash forwards or whatever whatever it needs to be. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see in this new Batman franchise. Is I want to see Robin's journey with Batman. Um, and as long as they acknowledge, yes, there used to be a Robin, then we can uh-huh. do that. 
Well, and we've seen you know, we've seen Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne in the in the spy photos, right? Right. So we know he has been aged slightly. Touch of gray, Jamie. A touch of gray. Just for you. Touch of <laughs> such a gray. Jamie's super proud right now. Uh, touch of gray. <laughs> like, oh, sure. now you say it. Now that I'm not here. I know. But now, but so thinking about what if there is going to be more Batman films, and we assume there are. To go back and to tell that story, I think would be would be really intriguing. And I, we I know think Ben Affleck could play a younger yeah. version of whatever. That, he's yeah, that is my that would be my plan. If anybody would ask me, is is you do you do a, a movie about older Batman and Nightwing, yeah, and you flash back to Batman and Robin. That would be awesome. That would be a great movie. Well, it's funny because whenever you bring up Robin, everybody goes to the Burt Ward Robin, right? Right. It's the the holy whatever, the holy priceless collection of Etruscan snoods. Being my all-time <laughs> favorite holy phrase. Impressive. Thank you. Uh, I think he's a character that's that's ripe for a cinematic reinvention. Oh, absolutely. You know, much- And he's been reinvented so well in every other medium. Right. Comic books, yeah. video games, animation. Right. We have seen Robin get the respect he deserves in those other mediums. It is high time he gets it on the big screen. Well, and, but everybody thinks of him as kind of being this light, plucky right. character. And you go, well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Batman was that way yes. in the 60s. Exactly. And then he gets reinvented. Thank you, you know, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams and the comics brought kind of brought him back to his darker roots in the comic books. And then Tim Burton... And his team in 1989, well, Frank Miller, of course, you know, they kind of skew Batman towards this darker version of the character. And then, boom, Batman hits in 1989, and everybody now thinks of Batman in the black rubber suit. Right. Robin needs that same kind of transformation where everybody perceives him as the Burt Ward character and Chris O'Donnell to a certain extent. Uh, I think they tried to do that a little bit with Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, to greater success, I would say, in Batman Forever than than in Batman and Robin. But um, but I think but he was just a little bit too old. He, he would have been a great Nightwing. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, he yeah. was Nightwing yeah. really. Um, but you know, give me that. Give me that younger, fifteen-year-old, sixteen, maybe even up to eighteen-year-old Robin. Yeah. I would love to see that. You know, fresh out of. You know, let me see Haley's Circus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I want to see Haley's Circus on Gotham. By the way, that oh, would, that would just be awesome. Oh, I'm sure it'll come. I know. I, I have no doubt. I can't wait. But no, yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with that. It, it, it is time for Robin, and uh, you're right. He has not gotten the cinematic reinvention he's deserved, and yeah. and and people, you know, when you look at the previous Batman films, uh, the Burton era, the Schumacher, and the Nolan, um, people are like, "Well, what are you going to do next? What can you do next?" And the answer is very simple. Right. Robin. Right. Give me the dynamic duo. Give me the caped crusaders. Totally. Give me that Batman spirit of adventure that we that we really haven't seen. Yeah. You know, I think that would be really interesting to see on screen. I I agree. We'll see. Okay, so that's our take on Robin. We'd love to see it. Um, in other Batman v Superman news, Harry Lennox is is talking again. If you remember, he plays uh, played General. He's, he's like the he's the Michael Caine of this he new to- franchise because he totally he's out is. there just talking, talking, talking. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he. I don't think he was intentionally being controversial with this one. Uh, and yeah, and when you read his quote, it's not. Yeah, you know, you you get what he was trying to say. Yeah, and he wants you. Wants In you, my opinion, go ahead, read the quote. I don't have his voice, but I, I'll say he said. <laughs> Uh, in regards to Ben Affleck playing Batman, he says, I think he's going to be perfect. 
I'm especially excited that we've got an American actor here. That's increasingly rare. The last guy who did a great job, Christian Bale, is British. Isn't he Welsh? I thought he was Welsh or something. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but close enough. I think that when you've got somebody that doesn't have to act like an American and embodies that ethos, if you will, then that gives him a head start. And knowing how intelligent and how artful that he is as a filmmaker and an actor, I think he's going to do a terrific job. So I know a lot of the site's headlines kind of ran with it being like, uh, Henry Lennox says that Affleck's better than Bale. And that's not what he's saying. He's right. just saying it's nice to see uh, an American taking back the mantle of the bat he said Christian Bale did a great job. Christian Bale did do a great job. Nothing wrong with that. But it is true. You look at so many uh, so many big, iconic characters, they are often played by right. non-Americans. and Starting with Superman. With, <laughs> for a great example. There we go. Right. Superman yeah. himself. So, so I think that's all he was going for. And I think that, you know, he definitely believes in Ben as an artist and gives him a vote of confidence. And I, I believe him. Yeah, I, I think what's the, the sentence that's interesting to me here is the one not where where he did, uh, he seemingly discredits a little bit Christian Bale for being British, but more when he says, "I think that when you've got somebody that doesn't have to act like an American and embodies that ethos, fuel, then that gives them a head start." So he's saying he doesn't he's not going to have to pretend he's not going to have to take on something that he isn't already. Right. Ben Affleck is an American. Um, and he so he already had he has a head start. Yeah. That's not saying he's going to be better or worse. Right. Yeah. But just that he has that's one leg up Absolutely. on the competition. Yeah. So anyway. I agree. Yeah. We we know where you're coming from, Harry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, speaking of, of comments being taken out of context a little bit, um, Michael Keaton, uh, who is out there doing the rounds for Birdman, which I can't wait. I hear it's awesome. Yeah. Uh huge buzz on that but he's out there and of course he's out there talking about Birdman so every single person is going to ask him about Batman because it's kind of it's a little bit yeah yes there's absolutely uh, (laughs) a a very kind of uh, funhouse mirror aspect of Birdman and Batman yeah it's well it's almost a little uh, it's that way in anybody who's played this kind of an iconic character going back to like George Reeves right? right and having to deal with the the fallout in his career of playing Superman and being such an iconic character, then going to Adam West and and William Shatner, and, yeah, and, you know the, these actors that embody such iconic roles that then have trouble escaping them, right? And then they inevitably come full circle and embrace it, yeah, you yeah, know, um, in the way that we've seen Adam West, right? yeah, where now he goes, hey, this is. Where he's almost playing the character of Adam West right. at this point, and we had a conversation about that. Uh, on Holy Batcast, we were reviewing right. the Grey Ghost episode of Batman the Animated Series, and yeah. and we had a neat discussion about how these actors they do get pigeonholed, mm-hmm. and then as they get older, they they just oh, em- embrace Birdman. it. Hey, <laughs> uh, they embrace it, and they just kind of run with it. So uh, it is fun to see Michael Keaton doing that on the big screen. But of course, they asked him about uh, Batman, and here's what he said. Now, the the headlines again I saw yesterday was. Michael Keaton doesn't care about Batman movies. That was the headlines that people were writing. And I was like, what? Oh, my. And so then you read what he says. He didn't say that. So here's what what Michael Keaton said. He said, Chris Nolan is great, uh, but I've never seen any of the Batman movies all the way through. I know they're good. I just have zero interest in those kinds of movies. I mean, people are always asking me, is Ben Affleck going to be any good? My attitude is, first of all, 
Why would you ask me? Second, he's probably going to be very good. And third, frankly, it's all set up now so that you're weirdly kind of safe. Once you get in those suits, they really know what to do with you. It was hard then. It ain't that hard now. So there's a little bit of – there's some controversial stuff in there a little bit. A little bit. Um, I think what's interesting to me here – for one, I don't buy that he hasn't seen any of the other Batman movies. I find that very <laughs> – Difficult. Is this like is this like the Frank Miller I walked out kind yes, of thing? I think so. I think there's a little bit of plausible deniability if if he can say I don't watch those kinds of films, mm-hmm. therefore I can't be held responsible for any level of opinion. Um, but to say that he never saw, I mean, who didn't see The Dark Knight? I mean, really, Michael Keaton and Frank Miller, right? Apparently, That's who. they're the only two, which I find hard to believe. Nevertheless, we'll go with it. Let's say he didn't, he hasn't watched them all the way through. He couldn't make it through the full hour and a half. Um, I think what's interesting to me there is, you know, he's saying anybody can be good, but once he said that at this point, once you get in those suits, they really know what to do with you. It was hard then. It ain't that hard now, which isn't inaccurate. Uh, speaking strictly physically from the suit alone. Right. His yeah. suit was incredibly, you know... It was what, like 50 or 60 pounds? Yes, restrictive, it, In the hot, first one, yeah. It was like 110 degrees inside the suit. Yeah. It was balls hot. He couldn't hear. He couldn't, couldn't see. You. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, to your point, Michael, uh, very difficult in that sense. But I think um, what I'm looking forward to with, with Ben is now that they're able to get the suits to a point where they're not as cumbersome to, to wear as an actor... But we really get to let that the performance shine through. But to I mean, I still don't think anybody's ever done Batman as well as Michael Keaton did Batman. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with that. Other than uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that he how he says it, how how much harder it was then, and that almost it sounds like your your hands held a little bit at this point. Yeah. Well, and I I my guess is what he's getting at is the fact that. When they did Batman '89, there was no, there was no real precedent. You know, right. they were kind of doing it for the first time. Yeah, and they, so they were all figuring it out: the costume, mm. how to work with the costume, how to do the action. Like they were figuring it out. Now we get four comic book movies a year at least. Yeah. So people are used to it. The audiences are used to it, and the filmmakers are used to it. And I think that's what he's kind of getting at here: is saying yeah. they they know what to do with you. When you're in the suit, and I, I think that's all it is. I, I do think it's interesting though how he's like, "Why would you ask me? Do you honestly expect not people not to ask you? <laughs> like you're, you're Batman. You're Batman. You, you're always going to be. You should know this by now. Right. You, you know, like of course they're going to ask you. And you're you're in a movie right now. Almost Birdman. Yeah, almost lampooning yourself. About an actor who played a superhero who now no longer is playing that hero, but is only known for playing that hero. Yeah. Like, yes, you're going to be talking about Batman. Until the day you die. Like, just accept it. It's fine. You know, they're going to ask you it in every interview. I don't care what movie you make. (sighs) He'll come around. It takes a little time. And And I think he already has in a lot of ways. Yeah. But you still see some restrict, you know, some. a he, he's bit hesitant of, to talk about exactly. There, there's yeah. still there's still some of that there. And well, it's he's like, hesitant to be critical too. I mean, yeah. no actor wants to badmouth <laughs> any other actor, right? Because you never know when he may have to be in something with Christian Bale or Val Kilmer or yeah. or, or Ben Affleck, right? Or, you know. So I, I understood understood on on his part where he's you know just kind of staying away from it as much as he can, but at the same time acknowledge that it was something that he did. To your point, Andy. You know, they were figuring a lot of it out. I mean, you go back to Batman 89, it was like almost 10 years 
between Superman and and Batman, and yeah. then you had a couple of Superman sequels in there in between. Right. But they were kind of just yeah. doing their own thing. But like to really do a different hero or a different take was a pretty like a ten year gap. Right. And now it's you know like you said four movies a year. This year alone, we got we got four different Marvel films. Right. Um, Marvel characters, not necessarily Marvel Studio. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Um, so that so it's interesting. So things are starting to happen uh, on the Batman Superman front. I'm sure there'll be more to come. Um, but moving over to TV, we are loving Gotham. Uh, episode four airs this coming up Monday. Uh, just after you listen to this show, it'll be the episode Arkham, which I am super excited for. Uh, just the name <coughs> having been mentioned on the show yeah, pumps me up. Yeah. And seeing those gates, you know, where it looks right out of like the video game. Right. It's like that's the Arkham we've been wanting. So super pumped. Uh, but there's a little bit of news this week. Not a little bit. This is actually pretty significant. Uh, young Harvey Dent has been cast in uh, in Gotham. Uh, he'll be played by actor Nicholas... Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Diagosto? Or Diagosto? Something like that. Um, but he's been described as playing a bright, charming, idealistic assistant district attorney whose sole mission is to eradicate the crime and corruption that has poisoned Gotham. Although he will one day serve as the white knight Gotham needs so badly as a DA, Dent also gives a fleeting glimpse of the hideous villain he will become, Two-Face. Awesome. So there you go. Awesome. We're going to start to see I knew that. it was coming. I just didn't think it was coming this this quickly. Yeah, we're going to see that psychological play between the two, which, in my opinion, has never been done better than it was on Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, we get, I, I hope that Nicholas D'Augusto, D'Augusto can play some Big Bad Harv. Yeah, that would be. There you go. I hope. Or just give us one of those. Me and me. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Maybe or not. don't do that. You know. Uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah. So uh, Harvey Dent is going to be in Gotham. What, what I think is, well, what I think is cool. I don't know how if they're going to do it, but you can really take the time to play up the friendship between Harvey and Bruce by yeah. doing this, and I think that's. Yeah, there's some fertile ground for some interesting stuff there. Right when you start to look at kind of that 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 trinity, right of of Gordon Dent and and Batman. Yeah, and now we're going to see those relationships really young starting to form into something. Right, really, because we're already seeing that with Gordon and, and Bruce, and now to bring in to bring in Harvey will be will be really fun. Yep, cool. I'm Excellent. Super, that's, that's great news. More more great stuff from Gotham. It's fun, I, and I, I I know that we talked about it a little bit, but I was so impressed with the actress who was playing Selena because you know in the, in the pilot she didn't talk. Yeah, she just kind of sat there yeah. looking like a cat. So she finally got to talk in episodes two and three, right, and, which we haven't talked about. Yeah, we haven't. You know, we haven't because we were on vacation. I know. But uh, but yeah, like I think she's a really good little actress. So yeah. I was very impressed with her, and I, I do like the way the show is kind of settling into a groove. Yeah, and I, I actually went back and watched. The scene from Batman Returns when Bruce and Selina are at the fireplace. Right. Right. And when I watched that scene and then I watched the conversation between Selina and Gordon in Gotham. Yeah. And that little actress, what's her name? I'm drawing a blank on her. I know. I'd pull up IMDb, yeah. but I'm, I've she, got my recording She stuff is on. definitely channeling oh, totally, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, she even kind of looks like she a She does kind of look Michelle like Pfeiffer. her. I'm on board. I think she's great. I yeah. Think great casting with her. Totally. Absolutely. 
Uh, moving on to comic books. So there was a little bit of controversy around DC's uh, Batman comic, the the main book, uh, because they upped the price to four ninety nine. Oh, they're killing me five, in the wallet, man. Five bucks for a comic book. Man. That is, that's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, I'm so old just by saying that. Oh, okay, in my day, 75 cents. I know, book. but that was in our day. It was. Now it's so five dollars. Five dollars. So this uh, was met with some unhappy fans. Um, and Scott Snyder, the current writer of the book, bless him, he went to bat and fought back to D.C. and got the price Back down to three ninety nine. So Scott Snyder, not only are you a fantastic writer, you are one of our heroes. Our bat cowls are off to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Yeah, save me a dollar a week. That's that's something off the dollar menu from Taco Bell. Okay. Thank you, sir. That is significant. It is. It's the mini beef quesadilla. <laughs> well, when you look at, I mean, how many bat books are out per week? If you're just collecting Batman, let's just say, not buying anything else, right? You're probably buying. And not Batman the title, but the Bat family of books. That's you're buying you're buying four to five books a week, right? Yeah. And if everything is going is three ninety nine, now we're looking we're over twenty dollars, you know, to to just buy your Bat family, you know, books. Right. And if they bump if they were to stay with that and bump it up to five bucks, it gets hefty real quick. Yeah. So I uh, we appreciate Scott Snyder. We know he he has listened to the show from time to time. So Scott, thank you very much for going to bat for all of us. Uh, we love what you're doing. For going and, to bat. I know, you said it first. I did. I didn't even. I, didn't <laughs> I know. Mean to. I know. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Scott Snyder. Uh, Come back on the show, but uh, in the meantime, keep up the good work, my friend. Yes, and we are excited for Endgame. So bring it on. Uh, and we won't spoil the ending for you guys who haven't read it yet. Definitely check it out. Uh, in video game news, uh, Lego Batman 3 continues to add <laughs> more characters. This time they're dipping into the celebrity well to have uh, the fat man himself, Kevin Smith, is going to be in Lego Batman 3 wearing his trademark uh, orange and blue hockey jersey. Uh, Jeff Johns from uh, DC Entertainment will be in the game, as will Stephen Amell, TV's Green Arrow. Wow. Will be in the game. And uh, Batman Villain the Mad Hatter has been added. Excellent. So just any just I, anyone. I think we should be in the game at this point. Everyone else is. I I agree. I I'm, I'm on board with that. If Brian, Jamie, and Andy aren't in Lego Batman Three, we're we're not interested. Yes. We're not buying it. We just wear our Batman T-shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a little conceited, but nevertheless, we want to be in the game too. <laughs> you know, they're throwing everything in. <laughs> Who cares? You know, it, what's it, one more shirt design? It's not that hard, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Lego Batman Three, uh, jam packed with Batmany goodness. All right, so we've got a whole slew of merchandise to there, go over. There with you really guys. is a lot, and we didn't even put it all. So we picked some of our favorites from this week. Yeah. Uh, first one is a Mezco uh, has a Dark Knight Returns Batman figure. Um, it's a one twelfth scale, mm-hmm. and it is so it is six and three quarters inches tall with thirty points of articulation, eight interchangeable hands, interchangeable boot, grappling hook, alternate head, and a bat symbol stand. It is available ships in January twenty fifteen for sixty five dollars. And if you see the pictures, uh, it's a really cool figure. Yeah, that is, it is cool, and that's fairly affordable, too, uh, for something like that. Usually you see the price tag get a little steep on those. Yeah, it's interesting, though, to see the, the cloth. Yeah. The, the cloth, uh, 
outfit. It's not something you see a lot. I'm hit or miss with the cloth. Yeah, it can be. It absolutely can. Sometimes be. it has a dollish look to me. Right. Right. And that's that's when I, I start to. And I don't collect dolls. No way, Brian. I collect action <laughs> figures. Well, let's be clear. You do have. I do have one a doll. <laughs> but it was a gift from San Diego Comic Con. It was friend. from my first Comic Con, <laughs> yes, so I'm sir. keeping it. Yes, sir. <laughs> It's a cool doll. I gave it to Sam. Did you? I did. So it's her doll mm. that just lives in our apartment in my Batman room. Okay, fair enough. But technically, so it's not mine. All right. Well, I wouldn't blame you. I mean, it's cool. Julie Newmar. If you could own cool. a single doll, it's the a good Julie one to Newmar have. Catwoman, yeah. a good one to have. It's all good. Uh, moving on. Yeah. So uh, a statue that was actually seen at Comic Con this year, San Diego, uh, Statue Collectibles, you know, renowned. Uh, sculptors of, of high-end statues and figurines uh, now available for pre-order their Batgirl statue the next edition into their DC line of, uh, of statues premium format uh, for the price of $399.99 you can pre-order now your Batgirl statue which will ship next summer I love this statue. I love this line that they've done. I think they've all been fantastic. Her face does kind of look like Scarlett Johansson. I <laughs> didn't notice bit. that. If you look, I, I don't know if it was on purpose, but she does kind of look like Scarlett. Uh, but it, it's a great sculpt of, of Batgirl to go along with their, their others. Batman's been great. Their Michael Keaton Batman's been awesome. Joker, the Poison Ivy, which is one of my favorite statues of all time. Yeah. Uh, just a great line. So get your Batgirl fix now kids totally great great statue moving on uh i got an email a couple days ago Stop fr- it. from lot just one it's my first one I was that's ex- exciting i was really excited um yeah it was from tom from myspace wow. he, he, he was wondering where i've been um <laughs> old tom <laughs> um no i uh i got an email from la la land records who if i am a huge uh movie and tv score Collector, yeah, it, it's what I listen to. So La La Land Records is amazing, just in general. If you are a score collector or a score listener, um, check them out anyway because they've done some amazing work over the years, and I have given them a lot of my money, but they deserve it, honestly. So yeah, for sure. I got, got my my whatever monthly or weekly email from La La Land Records. I open it up. Usually, I scroll and I'm like, oh, cool, it's Crawl. I've never seen that. I don't need to buy it. Um, to this week, I open it up. It is Volume Three soundtrack of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I've got man. I've got Volume One. Uh-huh. It's stellar. I got Volume Two. It's amazing. Volume Three. I'm like, oh, you jerks! I have to buy this. There's no way uh-huh. I can't own this. So they are releasing Volume Three. It is a four disc set, just like Volume Two was. Volume One was two two discs. Mm-hmm. Volume Two four. Volume Three another four. Um, Shirley Walker, just an amazing composer. Rest in peace. Uh, she did all the music for Batman the Animated... Well, not all. I, I don't want to say all. Most. Because right. there were other composers here and there. Um, but these these discs are fantastic. La La Land does an amazing job. This is coming out... Oh, God, it already came out. It came out this week? It came out this week. Yeah. Damn it. Um, October 7th, it came out, and it is $60. bucks, fifty nine ninety eight. It is steep, but it is worth it. So this is one of those that I will be springing for. And uh, for you out there, Batman fans, see if you can get the whole set. They actually put the other ones on sale in celebration of the new ones. So that. you can pick up some of the older ones at a uh, 
a better price than the $60 the new one will cost you. And I believe there are some bonus tracks on here that much like the other volumes where you got a little bit of Shirley Walker explaining the theory behind the, yeah. the score. I believe there are some tracks on here as well that have the composers talking about oh, cool. uh, crafting that score for those for those 20 episodes. So that's an awesome set. So Gotta good. have. So cool. Um, in other DC Collectibles news, there was an announcement this week on DC All Access. Uh much like the Greg Capullo line of, of action figures, their newest artist uh, is going to be Jay Lee. The, uh, the artist is immensely talented. For You know a lot of his covers. They're very iconic. Uh, most recently from the Batman Superman uh, line of, of comics. And these figures will be out next summer, summer 2015. And you'll be able to get them uh, in the form of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Catwoman. Very stylized. They almost have a uh, a religious like quality to them in the way he illustrates. <laughs> I mean, he's just very kind of. Well, uh, I treat Batman almost religiously, so fair, I think that works. Fair, fair enough. But he's a very iconic illustrator. Uh, the capes alone on these, I think, are really awesome. So if you check out the capes, the wrinkles and the folds, it's a they're they're really very true to his style. It's not to say Jay Lee is my favorite artist, but. These sculpts are very faithful to what he does. So, uh, so for big J. Lee fans. Right. For J. Lee fans, definitely check, check those that out. Check that out. Uh, so moving on to other, the catch-all. The catch-all of, of other <laughs> random uh, Batman things going on out there. Uh, this week on the internet, James Franco uh, is doing a web series called Making a Scene, and they did a Batman slash Beetlejuice mashup spoof uh, called Bat Juice. Now, I watched it <laughs> in preparation for this episode. Yeah. I, I actually took the time. It was like four minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be real. I kind of wish I hadn't. Well, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. No, what, what didn't really do it for it me? Was, it was kind of rough. Yeah. yeah. It was just a lot of old jokes. Yeah. It seemed you know, like, the a, Batman like boys. a fun idea. Yeah, we got it. You know, oh, Robin's gay. Hilarious. You know, it's just yeah. a lot of easy, lazy. Eh, didn't yeah. do it for me. I was expecting more play on the fact that Batman and Beetlejuice are the same actor. Yes. I was waiting for that. That, that would uh, require digging a little deeper. But yes, I I was hoping for that, honestly. Right. Like, I kind of expected Beetlejuice as Batman. There you go. You know? Like Beetlejuice in the cowl. Right. That would have made sense. And Know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and him, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, imagine him doing a, a Batman uh, monologue, but in, in the Beetlejuice voice. Right. So, no... Uh, so you, just because we cover it here on the Batman Universe podcast you doesn't check mean it we out. highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, we don't, you know, you can't love everything. Uh, if you love Bat Juice, I'm glad. Uh, for me, once was enough. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm optimistic about things that are good. I am. As, as a good friend of mine once said. I am optimistic <laughs> to a fault about things that are good. Well, speaking of things that seem very promising and very cool, if you went to San Oh, Diego, this is going to be good. I think so, There's too. no way this can't be good. I'm going to be you. real. Uh, if you went to San Diego Comic-Con this year, you probably got a, or E3, anything like that, you probably got a pretty hefty dose of what is called the Oculus Rift. It's a VR uh, experience, virtual reality, you wear the goggles, and you can explore a, a digital arena, various uh, different locations. Well, Warner Brothers, DC Entertainment have now partnered up with Otoy. And they have created a, a new Oculus Rift VR experience. And this time you'll be able to visit the Batcave 
from Batman the Animated Series. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. Just stop. It just sounds just awesome. Just stop. They've collaborated with Bruce Tim. And, I'm and so glad team. I lived to see this. I know. This. I'm so glad. All they can say is that from what Otoy has done is they're delivering a new technique that they call holographic video. And in this, it bakes in every possible vantage point that every ray of light will interact with objects and materials in exactly the way they should if you are actually in the Batcave itself. You can go online. You can see some screen grabs of what the VR experience looks like. Uh, but come uh, this winter, right in time for Christmas, you'll be able to... <laughs> Along with everything else. I know. Just add it to the list. Strap on your Oculus Rift goggles and explore the Batcave. That's awesome. So let me ask you a silly question. I don't ever want to leave. I would just be there all the time. <laughs> you can walk by my office it was nice at work, Andy, yeah. and I'll just be in the Batcave. Yep. That's okay with me. Um, so here's a question. Do you already have to own the Oculus Rift, and this is something you purchase to view within it, or is it its own standalone unit that you can get? I don't know for sure. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I believe it's... You own. You previously owned the Oculus Rift. Okay. And this is a new experience. So I have to buy can, an Oculus Rift. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. Can I use an old that. Nintendo VR boy? Sure. Why not? Virtual boy. Throw the That's power, what it was. It was the virtual the, boy. Throw the power glove in there for You know, minute. dude, I love the power glove. It's so I bad. I love the look of it. It's didn't, so bad. It didn't work at all. No. So we're going to be able to virtually... Yes. Hang out in the Batcave. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And it's the animated series version. I'm looking forward to a day when it's almost like you can be really there, where it's photorealistic, and it's like you're in you're in a real a real recreation. I, of the I think it's coming. It is. Coming. I don't think we're that far off, to be honest, oh which gosh, is crazy. So, when they have at, at E3, they had um, I forget the company that made them, but it was like um, you got inside of the, this. Um, donut basically like a giant donut a ring ran around your waist and then you stood on a platform that was actually a concave surface and you'd wear these uh, slippers like these booties and you could actually run like you were in the environment because your feet would slide oh. off of this concave experience, uh, oh. uh, surface so you'd have your, your Oculus Rift goggles on and in, in the demo that I was watching, the guy had his had his machine gun, and he was running, you know, through doing a ghost hunt in the wow. Oculus Rift. It yeah. was pretty awesome. Now it looked like some some practice was required because people were trying to do it and they were kind of falling all over themselves. <laughs> but I think once you get the hang of it, to actually walk around in that space, yeah, pretty awesome, very awesome. Yeah. So there, like we said, there was a lot of Oculus Rift stuff at, at Comic Con between uh, X Men and Sleepy Hollow and. Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's all the rage yeah, there, right now. Yeah, there was a lot of different things. So now to, to add Batman to that list of, of experiences is something obviously we're excited about here. Well, at, it's about time. At TBU. Batman should come before Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. Agreed. Agreed. It should come before anything, really. Agreed. Really. I'm with you. All right. Well, great. Well, Look at that. Fun, this has been a delight. We don't even need Jamie. I know. How do we get rid of that guy? Well, maybe his ship will sink and end up on a maroon island somewhere and have to learn how to be an archer, and we'll see him in five years. Well, let's keep a good thought. You know? You know. I don't want him dead. I just happen. I just want him cast away. I would say that's, that's the opposite. All. It sounds like you want him to be a super. I do, because then we would know the arrow. That would be amazing. <laughs> Jamie the arrow. Jamie the arrow. He would. 
He'd have a hard time being so serious all the time. Agreed. It would be like a cross between Arrow and the Joker. It would definitely be like a, a true secret identity. Yeah. He'd have to really put on a put on a mask. So he to would. Speak. He would. So, uh, Jamie, we hope you're having a great vacation. We're just going to keep talking about you while you're gone. Uh, but uh, this has been super fun. Thank you all, listeners, for joining us this week. Glad to be back here on the Batman Universe. Uh, as always, don't forget to check out some of the other shows uh, that are part of the Batman Universe family. You can find all of those at thebatmanuniverse.net. And also don't forget to check out uh, our other show, Holy Batcast, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podkicker. Um, but that does it for this week. Thank you again for listening. On behalf of Brian and myself, Andy, this has been the Batman Universe. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham.